Hardys and Hardos, what's up? We're back at it, oh, episode no. 54. I'm not even going to say this man's name because screw him. He played for the worst team of all time. The worst this- team of all time? You, I, I can't wait to hear this. this is, I honestly have no idea. I'm the not. Worst team of I just all said I'm not going to say his name. So like, You have to. Even, no, I'm not even acknowledging him. This is the Bobby Wagner episode, though. Can you tell me what team we'll Shout out Bobby Wagner. Or we'll shout out Levante David, maybe. Or Araldis Chapman. Or who else I got written down? Horace Grant, NBA Hall of Famer. Horace Grant episode. Can you tell me who it is? I mean, it follows the trend of uh, Bobby Wagner and Levante David. Oh. You're forgetting you really obvious. This guy that much? Am I missing? I no. hate the team he played for, obviously. But you hate him that much? I hate this team, yes. More than the Packers. No, you don't. Are you going to say it or what? Why? Is it Brian Urlacher? Yeah, Brian Urlacher. Oh, <laughs> who hates the Bears more than the Packers? Me, this guy. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Brady, what do you think? Uh, personally, I'm not a Bears fan. I could say nonetheless, but who do you hate more, though, the Packers or the Bears? Oh, I hate the Packers way more. Than Thank Bears. you. Thank you. Like I Thank do. You. All right, all right. <laughs> you can't but, deny it. And on that <laughs> two to one win for me, no. Let's get it going. You know what we're going to talk about to start? What? We're a week away from the NFL draft. Let's go. Let's go. I know you're excited, Spinny. Cheers, boys. We are. And the Hardys and Hardos are going to be excited because our draft our draft show is going to be fun. You think it's so? Be good. I think it's going to be good. And we're going to preview that with something that's also going to be really, really fun. So... You want to introduce our guest? This now? this guy right here, Brady, he's been on the pod. What's up, He guys? knows more about the NFL and the NFL draft than anyone I've ever met. It's not even close. It's kind of ridiculous the amount of knowledge that this guy has about prospects coming to the NFL. And this is this is like my go-to dude for dynasty football advice. Like, he knows everybody, dude. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. I'm telling you. So Dapping me up, man. It's all facts, though. But we're we're going to talk studs. Steals and sleepers. So we're gonna ask Brady who he thinks first round are for sure gonna be studs in the NFL. We're gonna ask him who he thinks second and third round range who will be steals that will probably produce like a first round player, and your third and late round or later round player, obviously sleepers. I mean, we've seen Spinny's goat came from what whatever round fifth. Everyone's goat. What do you? It's not my goat. It's everyone's goat. That's the thing, like, 
I don't even get to like make an argument anymore. It's kind of sad. Like I miss the days of like arguing with people hard about Tom, you know, but I don't even get that anymore because it's just a thing. So I kind of just trust me. Trust me. I know because I was that one who would (laughs) just argue just for the hell of it. And now I can't now I can't even do that. No, you can't. I don't know. Patty might be the guy. I mean, I hope so. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. I mean, man's man's about to be like eight, nine ties paid quarterback. Like in two years, and the Chiefs are going to be able to spend money again, and it's not going to be good for anybody. His deal was like what, like twelve years or something ridiculous? What was it? Ten. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Five hundred mil. It's yep. It's half half a bill. Half a bill. Ten. So that's going to work out for them, hundred percent. Oh my goodness! In like four yeah. years, it's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be whatever. Could you imagine if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Chiefs this year? Oh my god! That wouldn't even be fair. If they cut him, though, hundred percent. Why wouldn't he go there? It'd be the yeah, dumbest oh, yeah. thing ever they, to not go there. They just won it all. Like you get to play with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, like, he could go to Buffalo too. That'd be kind of fun. yep. Right. I saw there was speculation <laughs> on that too. Diggs Hopkins. That's not it's even. Not <laughs> good oh, luck, DBs. No. Oh gosh, that would oh, be gosh. some scary stuff. I will say. All right, let's get back to the topic of the NFL draft, though. Brady, give me give me a guy that offense, defense, any player that you like in this first round, at least projected to be a first-round player. So the two guys I actually went with are defensive players. I'm okay. actually personally higher on defensive players than I'm offensive players, and I find – There's a lot of edgers. Oh, yeah. There's some people that are going to disagree with me, obviously, because Bryce Young is projected to be the number one overall draft pick, and – C.J. Stroud, and I mean, there is great offensive talent in this draft, but I'm just personally higher on defensive players in this first round. For example, my first player that I'm absolutely, I mean, maybe the highest on is Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Yes. That guy is an animal. I mean, from a metric standpoint, an athletic standpoint, he's just built for the NFL, especially on the end. I mean, he's six foot six, 275 pounds. He had seven sacks and 14 tackles for a loss his senior year before. Wait, you say 17? 17 tackles for a loss. I mean, this guy is an absolute monster. He's, like, he's huge. Like, he shouldn't be able to move that. Tackle, absolutely. Like, tackles in this league are going to be having a problem with this guy. Let me let me ask you this about Tyree Wilson. I got an ass, too, after Boston. I've, I've seen mock drafts have this dude. Literally being the first defensive player taken ahead of Will Anderson. What do you think about that? Is that is that a little crazy or no? Not really. I don't think okay. that's crazy at all. I so mean, I think the, there's a strong chance that Houston actually selects Tyree Wilson number two overall. That was leading to my follow-up question there. Is, Why wouldn't you want to take the hometown boy? If you're not going to select the quarterback, you know, there's a lot of speculation on C.J. Stroud. Know, potentially not being selected number two overall because him and Deshaun Watson have the same agent and there's a bunch, bunch of different BS going on there. But anyways, Tyree Wilson might be the defensive best defensive player on the board. And that's no knock on Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I mean, there are some freak athletes in this draft. But personally, me, I mean, he's, he's kind of the underdog of the three, honestly. I would, but say, I just, I would I just, say, like, Will Anderson is – Probably the safer pick, but Tyree, just given his size and athleticism, he's the best. The upside is probably higher, and that sucks for me to say as a Bama guy because I think Will Anderson is a freaking monster. I love Will Anderson. He might 
I mean, he's gonna he's be a monster. Too. Yeah. He's like a Micah Parsons level player, maybe better. I mean, he's just that good. But did we see from Shefty two hours ago increasing speculation that Houston will draft best defensive player on their board at number two? That's what that's what he was just getting at. Like absolutely. Like that's why he thinks Tyree could go literally could go he could two. Go no, he could go as high as number two. I think Panthers, I mean, they didn't trade DJ Moore two first, two seconds just to Right. Not select a quarterback. They're, they're taking Bryce, Bryce Young. They're, they're, they're taking Bryce, Bryce Young. Yeah. It's I mean, like it's a thousand. Still, it's like a thousand just, to one at this point. Plus, he canceled all other meetings. Like that's kind of sus too. Like he met bet, with the Panthers and then canceled every other one. The betting odds right now for the Panthers is like negative fifteen hundred. It's just it's almost a lock as far as the betting market goes. There's still a small chance they could still go with Stroud, but essentially David Tepper, the owner, wants Bryce Young. So I think it's going to go that way. I mean, he's just too Why good of a prospect. Why are you DJ Moore to draft Bryce Young, though? <laughs> I like, get rid of our best receiver. Like, they gave like, up way too much. They gave up way too, much. way too much. I get it. They, they said the Bears had, like, three guys that they had to include. I mean, I'm sorry, but if I'm drafting Bryce Young and I know that he's going to be good, but there's the possibility that he could be hurt early in his career. I'm trading J.C. Horn or whoever the out Brian Burns. Yep. I'm trading one of those guys three. instead of D.J. Moore in that situation. If DJ I'm taking Moore. more of a project quarterback or more of a guy that like Stroud that I think could be around for a long time, maybe it's different. And I want to keep that defense as well. But if I'm taking Young and it's like we want to win and we want to send it and we got some assets to do it, then why are we why are we doing that? That just makes no sense to me in today's NFL where no, I agree. you need a number one receiver to be good yeah. on offense. Oh, absolutely. And this, that leads to, like, the Texans, though. That's why it makes sense for them to go defense. They don't have any weapons. You're just going to throw a, one of these QBs out there with freaking zero weapons and, and expect and, something? And they're going to be terrible Ryan, again. They're keeping him around for a long time. Next Six year, year they're going to be bad as heck. And Drake yes. May and Caleb Williams are better than are better. anyone this year. So, like, oh, yeah. I would just be bad again. Run it back with Davis Mills. Be exactly. bad again. And then Take. once you get that quarterback, you'll have built from this draft. And if you hit on guys in this draft, then you'll actually be good in the next one. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, it's, it is. Right. If that's what they do. But that's – you really think Houston's going to do the smart thing? We're really betting on that? Houston doing the smart thing. I – Houston. I'm betting Houston? on – D'Amico Ryan's maybe doing this one. You think thing. he has that much control? I don't know if he does, but I mean, he he's came from a good organization in San Fran. Uh, hopefully, he takes some of that with him there. And yeah, obviously, who knows? I mean, it might just literally be the GM making hundred percent of the decision. Who knows? It is Houston, like you said, but I guess we'll see. Come a week from today. But Brady, who's another guy you like in the first round? Oh man, probably my favorite first round prospect, and I know he he's going to be drafted probably somewhere between that fourteen to twenty five range. But uh, Brian Branch out of Alabama, I'm absolutely in love with that prospect. He's six foot, one hundred ninety three pounds, and he plays maybe multiple positions. Honestly, really? on defense, I mean, he's hybrid. More, yeah, he's a hybrid. He plays outside linebacker. Slot, nickel corner, he can play safety, both safeties, free safety, but he's an absolute stud. He's, I absolutely love the way 
love the way he plays. He he's a ball hawk. He can can obviously hit. He had uh, Brian Branch had 58 solo and 32 assisted tackles with three sacks and two interceptions this last year. Really he's an absolute monster. I mean, where do you think he's gonna go? Personally, I think at the very latest he falls to 24 at Jacksonville. I think that's the Vikings got to take him. If he's there, I would right? love, I would love the Vikings to take him personally. He might be my favorite prospect, so I would love for him to fall there. But for some reason, I just feel like we're going to go he's with top twenty. Well, right, dude. I think he's, I think he's absolutely a top twenty player. But I just think Vikings, as far as need, might go receiver first round, especially uh, yeah. since the no, obviously went to. Carolina now, so now they need a solidified number two wide receiver to take a lot of pressure off of Justin Jefferson. As you know, or as you notice, towards the end of the year, Justin Jefferson started getting shut down a little bit. So I think the Vikings potentially might draft the receivers just to try to take the pressure off of them, like a Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. I mean, personally, I'm I'm not as high on Quentin Johnson as other people, but I could see us drafting him. For the Brady. people that th- – oh, so go ahead. Can I can I get you on an impromptu rank your receivers? Yeah. Uh, sure. five. Number one absolutely has to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that guy is yes, – he, he's yes. a slot receiver, but that doesn't matter. I mean, there's a lot of great slot receivers. Look at Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson coming out of college played 99% out of the slot. Literally slot, yes. You, I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't matter what receiver they are. Talent is found there. But, I mean, he's been – he's not the fastest receiver. He's not, but he's a fantastic route runner. He's great with his hands. He knows how to find the open field. I mean, he's probably my favorite. Number two, I'd go with Jordan Addison out of USC. He played with Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh previous yeah. year. And, I mean, Kenny Pickett was drafted in the first round for a reason. I, I mean, he's a Blintikoff, or however they say it. Blintikoff winner. winner. So. Yep. In 2022, yep. And then three, I'd go with Zay Flowers. Yes. That guy out of Boston College. See, and see, the thing with Zay Flowers is he's more of a talent. You see, he didn't have the production numbers at Boston College. And and if you watch the film on him, he's absolutely destroying DBs. I mean, he was their offense at Boston College. They had no one besides him. I mean, their quarterback play was terrible. And And he was their put up. Like pretty solid stats. Like oh yeah, he was a fantastic player. That. And then four, I go Quentin Johnston. I mean, here's my here's my knock on Quentin Johnston is he catches with his body a lot, and against NFL defensive backs, that's not going to be. He's going to have to get away from that. He's going to have to learn how to yeah. high point a ball. Yeah. Like I mean, you got to go get that thing. I've seen a lot of NFL analysts compare him to T Higgins and I just don't see it. I think T Higgins is way better at T he has to catch is way better. He's way better. But I mean the thing is though is after the catch, Quentin Johnson is a monster. The guy is flat out yards after catch. I mean he's he he has talent. I mean I see him somewhere between late first and early second round, maybe, but he's great number five. Let me think here. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers in this guy's good receivers. I don't say great, but let's go with um, – well, I see, the problem is that the guy I want to say, I, I, he's he's another prospect that I'm actually 
going to do a little notation about here, but I was about to say, right? I'm saving this for round two. I'll I'll save number five because okay. the guy I want okay. the guy I want to do is my round two prospect. Right. So. Okay. I gotta pause you for one second, Brady. He, little breaking news here: James Harden just got ejected. I was—that's what I was head. just watching. Yeah, was like, for like hitting Royce O'Neal below the belt, I guess. But it didn't. It and, looked incidental as and, heck. And so, Nick like, Claxton. And just Nick Claxton got just got too. ejected. Yeah. What is going on? What? I know. That's why I just had to interrupt. Well, did did Claxton that. get a tech earlier in the game when he? Stood over Embiid. Did they both get in trouble for that? Maybe they double. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I know Embiid like, kicked him or whatever and got a flagrant. Yeah. What did he get ejected for? He just flexed on Embiid. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's taunting. So like he, that had to have been a second tech then, right? Yeah. You can't just get ejected from that. If he no. did, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that has to be a second tech then. Oof. But they're gonna get. They're gonna even really tee him up like or. Team him up like that for just flexing on him? It's getting a little... This game has got, had a lot of chippiness to yeah, it. They're trying to con- get it under control. All so right. I, I can understand that. Let's jump right. back to the NFL. Yeah, back to the NFL. Give me a, let's jump to the steal. Yes. You're claiming this guy's a second or third round Second stealer. round steal. And my personal opinion is Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. He's my uh-huh. number five receiver that I wanted to say. See, the thing is, is he's, he was an, also another not much production in college, he only had one year how, of good production. How big is this dude? 6'2 and 225. If you want a comparison for that, A.J. Brown is similar size. Yeah, I was going to say, that's A.J. Brown. I mean, size. that's A.J. Brown, Traylon Burks, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, he showed probably the most potential as far as size in this draft class. This draft class is honestly built with small receivers. Like Josh Downs is extremely small. I mean, well, and Zay Flowers is only like what five nine or whatever. He's not very big. He's about one hundred eighty three pounds. I mean, he's and four 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 six isn't bad. Oh no, and I am. That's no knock on these players. I think they're extremely great and athletic players. But this is a smaller, smaller receiver draft class, and maybe the NFL is trending towards that, especially with. Guys like Devontae Smith showing a lot of potential in the NFL. But personally, as far as size goes in this draft class, Jonathan Mingo, he he caught 51 passes for 861 yards this last year with five touchdowns. He showed great contested catch ability. I think he could even potentially sit late first round. Potentially. I'm not saying he's going to. But I think he's a lock for second round, no doubt. The potential is there. There's been reports that a lot of NFL teams have already showed interest into this guy. I I don't see him falling falling past the second round. I Me, mean, you got the size and athleticism. Like you just you can't teach that. That's just natural. Absolutely. So, and you just put it right there. The yards after catch, you cannot teach that. You cannot no. teach that. That's all heart. That's all strength. That's all ability. And that's essentially what it boils down to. And sorry if I'm stealing another topic from you, Brady, but is Jalen Hyatt going first round? Oh, see, and that's a fun one, especially as the Blitnikoff winner this year. I mean, the guy – okay, so I love the talent, but here's my knock on him. He's a go-route receiver. If you watch a lot of his games, yes. see, Tennessee is built off of uh, – I don't want to say a gimmicky, gimmicky offense, but kind of – Essentially, if you watch, like, okay, so against Alabama when he had that monster five-touchdown game, over 200 yards, and it was, like, on five receptions or six receptions, they were all goal routes. He was 
torching these DBs, which talent's there. Like I said, he was flat out torching these guys. But if you look at his route tree, Matt Harmon on Twitter, I, I love this dude. He posts receiver uh, – I can't even remember what it, um, it's a route tree anyways, but it shows the percentage of completions on per route basis. Jalen Hyatt is top of that list for goal routes, man. <laughs> he's a freak it. athlete, but he's he's just too one-dimensional. Yeah, he's yeah. too one-dimensional. Absolutely. That's right. very well put, actually. But yeah, I, I love he could very well. I mean, the Giants could be a potential landing spot, maybe even the Chiefs. I mean, that could that that's a very high potential. They've already worked out Zay Flowers, actually. And maybe there's a potential trade going on there. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they also, trade up to get him. Also, I will say, Jalen Hyatt, 40 inch vertical, 93 percentile for the combine this year, and, and freak athlete. Yo, yeah, yeah. no, so, there's no denying that. And a four four, so four four with a 40 inch vert. I mean, you know, oh, he's yeah. only like six foot 180, but that's that's from oh, freak athleticism. That's oh yeah, he's a freak athlete, no doubting it. I mean, the guy has a lot of potential in the NFL, but it's just can he put his game together? And I think. I think he's kind of in the Quentin Johnson range where it's late first, early second range. I don't see him falling past that just because the potential is sky high on him. Yeah. And he's going to be fun as a punt returner either way. You oh, know yeah. Him. I mean, because no matter what, he's a football player too. I mean, the yeah. guy's at, he's an athletic. They're going to get the ball in his hands and see what yeah. happens. I'm even excited about Cedric Tillman in that offense in Tennessee. Like, actually, Cedric Tillman got hurt, but. He's also another prospect from Tennessee that's just sky high like Hyatt. But either way. All I know, my boy Jameer Gibbs, about to be a freak. He's probably going second round. He's going to be a freaking monster. In that is world. he? Yes. Or is he going to be a bust? No, he's going to be a stud. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I, I personally him. love him. I personally love him as a prospect just because – I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so the biggest knock on him is 199 pounds, right? So he can't put on five pounds. Yeah, like, come on, this guy's a freak athlete. He wasn't. I mean, he was literally. I believe this last year he was the leading receiver for Alabama at one point. Yeah, he was. He's a freak. The guy runs a four three speed. He talents there. He, I, I don't see him going past. Round two, Arizona. I don't see him falling past that. I think the need is there for Arizona. I think the need is there for Houston as far as running back goes. Yeah. And that's what I can see that. Is he actually a starting running back or is he like. No, he's like a DeAndre Swift style player, like an Aaron Jones style player. He might get 10 to 15 carries a game. Yeah, he's not a. He's not a he's not what, a workhorse. But wh- why does that ho- like why that face like no name like anyone other than Derrick Henry who is like a true workhorse anymore? I don't mean true workhorse, but like John Robinson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> but like, there's, a, there's like like Miles Sanders can run the ball between the tackles. Good. Oh, like that's that's what absolutely. I'm talking about. Like, I would even put guys like that. Like, Tony, even Tony Pollard this year proved that he can like be a, a main starting running back that's the thing i mean like i don't i don't mean you have to get the ball 20 times a game but 
you know, Dalvin Cook's in that category. Like, uh, off the top of my yeah, head, who am I missing? I think, I think Jameer oh. Gibbs could actually be like a Tony Pollard plus player. You know, because obviously Zeke was the lead back for the longest time, but everybody yeah. could see that Tony Pollard was a freak athlete. And everybody could see that that talent was there. And then when he finally put his game together, you got to see what Pollard did. And that's like, why he got paid this can year. Can Gibbs be as good as Austin Eckler? Maybe. I mean, the talent's there. That's we'll, tough. we'll see if he can put it together. I think Austin Eckler and Jameer Gibbs are maybe like three pounds apart. So, really? Okay. Yeah, they're close. I believe they're very close because – that's the biggest knock on Jameer Gibbs right now. Is he's only 199 pounds like, at the combine. Like is, is Alvin Kamara a better comparison for Jameer Gibbs? Nah, Alvin Kamara weighs like 20 pounds more than no, okay. no. Excuse me, it's like 15 pounds more, something like okay. that. I think Kamara played like 215, something like okay. that. Yeah. All right, so that sounds right. I would say I don't want to even say Eckler because he's his own. Well, piece. that's like ceiling, right? That's absolute ceiling. Yes, yeah. I agree. Like, yeah. Absolutely, see it. And the speed is there, but Eckler is just his own. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. If, he's probably not reaching that. No, that's but I could Eckler's s- different. If I could, I who's better, Alan say- Kamara or Austin Eckler? I mean, at this point, I have set Austin Eckler. I would say Aaron Jones would be a better comparison Ooh. for Jameer Gibbs. Okay, I would say I Aaron Jones. Like, if I if I want to be just realistic, I mean, yeah, and Aaron Jones is a damn good running back no, no yeah can deny that so yeah, I mean, I, i'm just jones, saying that's realistic if he's aaron jones then i'm in like aaron jones is in that aaron jones is in that miles sanders tony pollard category right that's what right yeah about. and he yeah. wasn't a full-time back that's why green bay drafted aj dylan to be that between the tackles pounder you know aaron jones was more of like a zone run scheme player kind of mm-hmm. like dalvin cook and more of a receiving threat like DeAndre Swift too, so the, I would say that's a good comparison. But what else uh-huh. you got, Brady? You got okay, I was gonna say my my favorite second round player, maybe Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Yeah, that guy is if he's okay. So he's not even the best cornerback prospect in this draft, in my opinion. That's Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. But maybe really, my, that's yeah. your pick, huh? That's my favorite defensive back out of Illinois. If you watch that guy, it's amazing. Any receiver amassed any yardage against that guy, he is so locked down. I don't, I don't want to say Sauce Gardner level, but I don't even know who I would come to. Sauce is, he's his own world. He's his own. He's so good. But I'm just gonna say, he's Devin Witherspoon is probably the best DB in this draft, especially with Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez, from an athletic standpoint, is way more athletic. But but I just see the talent more and honestly, I see the talent more in Devin Witherspoon. And that's no knock. That is no knock on Christian Gonzalez because I watched his combine. I was even watching the DB day. And, yeah, he could flat out ball out. And he's so fast, too. He's but, lanky. Like, six, yeah. he's only like 6'1", six 6'1", six six <laughs> but he, he seemed way way taller than that for some reason oh yeah in in today's modern nfl where receivers are you know right around that six foot to six four range you're gonna need a taller db especially so yes but here's my here's my take on keely ringo it's funny because my round two prospects were 
Jonathan Mingo and Keely Ringo. Mingo and Ringo. Mingo so <laughs> I didn't even plan to do that. That was the funniest part. I, I started doing, putting this together. I'm like, oh, my God, that's actually really funny. Oh, no. But but Keely Ringo is 6'2", two, two, 210 pounds. So he's that prototypical stud lockdown cornerback size. He had uh, a total of – 42 tackles in college, one forced fumble, two interceptions, seven passes defended in a absolutely monster Georgia defense. And and especially in that conference, the SEC is so loaded with their receivers. I mean, well, it, yeah, he's so you're an amazing talent. Like you're put up again, you're put up against a pretty tall task. And especially every receiver that you go against, it doesn't even matter if you're lining up in, against the wide receiver too. You're gonna have to face. Damn good cornerbacks, and this guy is just it. I watched this guy. What? So, I've seen him in the first round in drafts. What's, oh, yeah. it, what's the knock on him? Like, what are people? Is it? Is it durability? Uh, press. No, it's 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 his press corner. I mean, okay, it's that's not even his knock. He's just he's just he's an average press corner, but in zone coverage, the guy's a monster, and and some of it okay. seems to be just. That he randomly is just not like he has average games where it's like he's not focused or there's some like sometimes he's just unbelievable and then the next game is just like so so maybe questions over the mental aspect yeah or consistency Consistency issues issues. yeah okay okay. (laughs) boom (laughs) but essentially that's what it boils down I mean I mean that's the thing that there's so much talent in this draft but that there's there's so many different knocks you can put on these players. And especially in the NFL, you have to be picky with it. That's why I think he'll be like late first round, early second round prospect, as well as a lot of prospects. I like a lot of players in that range just because everyone wants to do the easy take, the lowest hanging fruit, like Will Anderson and, you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. But I like going deeper in that with players just because there's so much talent. There's always great players late first. Or Every second, single like, round yes. there's talent to Every, be found. Yes. In and like, like a lot of the experts say, like, pick 20 to, like, pick 50 is, like, the same. Like, a lot of yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah as far like as hit rate, it's, of, it's identical. Being a pro bowler. So, it's, like, oh, yeah. the amount of picks. That's why, like, Kawisi and stuff and other GMs trade back a lot in those picks because, like – absolutely and if you can get two picks for one in those sets of picks it's kind of on the same level your chances of hitting on a player in that range is a lot better as opposed to putting all your eggs in one basket with a higher pick i i agree totally mm-hmm. i mean that's not always true either but you know i mean sometimes it doesn't always happen but not 22 at, today but oh right i mean look at <laughs> Just as far as receivers go, DK Metcalf, yeah, AJ Brown, Terry oh. McLaurin, they're all sec they're all day two picks. Yeah. Speaking of Justin Jefferson, the video resurfaced on my Twitter today of Zimmer and Spielman laughing Damn. when the Eagles took Rager. Oh. I love that video so much. That they is one of my laughed. favorite videos of all they time. They laughed. Thank you, Eagles fan. Even though, though, now, even though your team is laughed. so good. Howie Roseman is one of the best GMs in the league, but shout out for that mistake by him. Yeah. Wow. What? He, he fired some, some of his scouts immediately. Yeah. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. Some, some some guy, of his at the very least, some guys got chewed out. 
Oh, like sure. there was some screaming, definitely. I think someone got fired over the Jefferson <laughs> pick because, especially when the laughing video came out, because you know they've seen that. Oh you yeah, know he's seen, you know he's a seen million that times and hates it. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, let's uh let's jump to late rounds here. Ooh. Throw, throw me out your top guy. I'm going third or later. I'm going with a sleeper running back, Evan Hall, out of Northwestern. Okay. Okay, so just hear me out. He's 210 pounds, and he's about five foot eight, five foot nine. So he's that prototypical size. As so far a, as a, he's a little tank out there. He's a little tank, and two ten five. From a combine metric, not a talent aspect. I'm not comparing talent, not even remotely close. But from a size aspect, he's Christian McCaffrey size. That's right. just size wise. But, I mean, he is a talented running back. Back-to-back years, he's posted sub-1,000 rushing yards. Last or The previous year in 2022, or excuse me, 21, he, had, he was a 1,000-yard rusher. And then this last year, he was over 900. But that's just not all of his game. He's also a really good receiver out of the backfield. Last year, he caught 55 passes for over 550 yards. 55 well, how many catches in the college yeah, game? Oh, this last year he had about 990-something yards. Okay. So well, all-purpose yards. 1,400 yards. 1,400 all-purpose yards. He's he's an, he's a great player. I mean, if you look at his combine numbers, his 40 numbers, they're like, – if you would put side-by-side side, him and Christian McCaffrey They're numbers, like the same. They're the same. What did he run his 40, dude? Uh, it was, I believe, a 4-4-6. Four, four, Okay. Something like that. It was fast. I mean, that's, people, that's hauling. People, I feel like nowadays people are like, that's not even that fast. They're so six. desensitized yeah. to how fast They're that so is. used to that, but it's like, I get a lot four of four is nutty. It, that is so oh, yes. fast. Like They're anything four, fast. four and below is the nuttiest thing you've ever seen in your life. Like, yeah. I literally have like, a true question related. Okay, yeah, let's not dive into that too much, son. But I think this draft is like is really, really deep in the running back. Absolutely, I agree. There's going to be Third some round. dudes third to seventh round running backs that are going to be actually good and contributing and, in that. And is that why Bajan might fall a little bit? No, no, you don't no. think so? I, I think, think it's ceiling pick number eight, and I don't, yeah, I, I do that. not see him fall. Yeah. To Atlanta, yeah, absolutely. And what's the floor? No, I, Dallas. Yeah. There's no way he's falling past Dallas. Not you even. Don't a, think not so? Even, not even a shot. Not even because the da- Dallas picks after the Bills. They right? want to run the ball, and I mean, they just resigned Tony Pollard. Yeah, to he's not falling deal. past the Bills. If the Bills no. don't take him, I I would I they'll never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> if the Bills have the option yeah, to like, not take on. him, it's like. Are you serious? That, I just – I do not see him going past Dallas, though. I've seen – okay, I've I could seen – I could see Buffalo, Buffalo training right? up to get Bichon. I could see that. I could probably see that. Dallas picks before Buffalo? Before. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I could see – I've seen some rumors. That I don't know how credible they are, but uh, the potential that the Eagles are interested in him. They have, what, I mean, the ninth pick or tenth pick or whatever. Pick. Um, they obviously – I mean – their lead back right now is probably Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, I guess. Yeah, they just signed him to a one-year deal, and, and they honestly, still it's a they still have uh, what's his name, Boston Scott, and they still have Kenneth Gainwell. But like, 
those two are clearly not lead running backs. They know that. And with how much the Eagles run the freaking ball, why wouldn't you take a stud like that? Draft, but honestly, draft. they're they're going to replace with a defensive player. But anyways, Warriors draft, draft day trade for the Vikes, Dalvin Cook for a third and take him right Dude, there, twenty three. I there's so too many, many rumors people... about cutting him. Like, does no one want him? No, probably not. He makes way too much. Yeah, the third was being exceedingly generous. So, generous, so we're just yeah. we're just about to eat his contract then, I guess. Pretty much. That's what I hope not. That's why I I don't know. I'd like to get a sixth or a seventh for him, and then just toss us I'm, one pick. Out I think last. a fourth or fifth is a ceiling for Dallas. Yeah. Uh, just give me He's a running back. And like and like we said this whole time, like we said this whole time, this running back draft is deeper than heck. So oh like, yeah, people aren't gonna trade for a running back. I mean, you could go on for days. There's so many good running backs. Even the crazy thing is, is one of my favorite backs this year is the guy sitting behind Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson. That guy is a freak. He had almost a thousand yards, or no, excuse me, it was like 590 yards just behind Bijan. And I mean, it was on limited yeah. carry count. There's there's teams that have a second round grade on this dude. So it's this draft is deep with talent. That's crazy. Yep, but my other sleeper, which is like third round and beyond, is Nathaniel Dell, aka Tank Dell. A lot of people, Tank. a lot of no, literally that's his nickname, Tank Dell. Yep. And he played out of Houston, smaller school, right? But he absolutely exploded these last two years. I'm talking thirteen hundred plus yard years. Yeah, he's a running back too, right? Um, no, I don't believe he's a running back. No, I'm he's thinking. I'm thinking of. Uh... Uh, Tank Bigsby or whatever. Tank Bigsby out of off. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Yep, Tank Bigsby. Yep. This is Tank Dell. This is a receiver? Receiver. He's a little guy, dude. He's about 5'10", 165. Shit. Blazing speed, 165? 165. (laughs) But here's the thing is the production was there. Just this last year, 1,398 yards, 17 touchdowns. He literally led college football. In touchdowns and receiving yards this last year. Wow. Okay. Tank Dell, remember the name because he's going to be a third round pick, I believe, personally. He could go beyond that, but I just. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Is this man man going to make it past the second week of training camp when he gets blocked by his safety in practice? I don't don't think this is a two. I do not think this is a two two at well. I don't think because Tutu Atwell out of Louisville yeah. was similar size. I don't, I don't think that. I think he's much more talented. Granted, you know, obviously it could fall through, but he had 14 touchdowns in nine games with Houston. So 17, 17, dude. But 14, 14 in his last nine. So yep, yep. Went dummy at the end of the year. Straight up, dude. I mean, literally, and not only that, he's got some of the craziest hair I've ever seen. It's like Cam Newton. That's crazy, dude. But I absolutely love Tank Tell. I think he's going to go third round. And I think even if the Vikings don't even select a receiver in the first round, they could go with him in the third. He's just a lot of prospects have him even at a late second, early third pick. But he could fall just because he's a small school's prospect. And Small school prospects have been very hit or miss. I mean, like Jalen Tolbert last year for the Cowboys did not, did not. Yeah, happen. don't don't remind me about that. Yeah, Jalen Tolbert did not work out, and that's why they 
traded for Brandon Cooks. But that's neither here or there. I also have an honorary mention in this draft class. Honorary so, mention. Yep. So this draft class, as you guys know, is super heavy with tight ends. Yes. No pun intended. So which which tight end are you throwing out here? Sam Laporta. Okay. Out of Iowa. This guy is Iowa's all-time leading reception leader for tight ends. And if you think of the list of guys that went to Iowa. There's been a lot of tight ends. George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Robert Tunyon. I mean, this guy is literally built to play. And not only that, he's shown potential at college. The production was there. Back-to-back years, he's showing like 40, 50 receptions. I mean, this guy can flat out ball. I think he's my personal favorite tight end besides Tyler uh, Kraft out of SDSU. That guy can also play. But, I mean, everybody's super high on, you know, Dalton Kincaid, which is understandable if the guy can play out of Utah. And then Darnell Washington. Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Yep. Darnell Washington is not going to be as much of a receiving threat as he is essentially like a sixth offensive, offensive lineman, lineman yeah. on the field. Because that guy is massive. Dude, he's so big. He's like 6'7 and 275, 280. I mean, very large human being. But Sam Laporta, he caught 58 for 675 and then touched on this this last year. And he is a a legitimate receiving threat for a team. And I think think he's even a sleeper for, I think, second, third round. But – the guy can flat out ball, and he's so overlooked in this draft. So, have to give a shout out to him, Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Hmm. All right, I like it. I like it. Well, a lot. boys, I think it's time for me to once again continue the streak. Oh, actually, I got dubbed on a hockey episode. That's right, no more streak for me. But I am still being Spinny's rat ass. Blah 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 music. <laughs> Oh. Lost our mics and we didn't unmute them, so we had a nice little three-second delay there, everyone. Deal with it. I'm back. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Audio <laughs> listeners thought their their uh, their stream just stopped. Yeah, they did. They thought it paused. <laughs> the hell? The hell's going on here? Uh, all right, that's for me. All right, let's go, Brady. Ask first. Easy question. Easy question. Who is the only player in NFL history to retire halftime of a game? You got my answer. You know it? Duh. (laughs) Actually, I guess I could be wrong, but I feel like it's... Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown? Are you both? Are you both? That's That's my guess, 100%. Because Antonio Brown didn't retire at halftime. Are we talking about, like... Mm. Mm. This is an easy question. I assumed it was Antonio Brown. No cap. Is it George Blanda? Who is it? Antonio Brown was mid-game. Halftime was Vontae Davis for the Buffalo Bills. He literally retired halftime of a game. Yes. Tredavious White actually came out in an interview and 
talked about it. It was hilarious. I remember that. He just straight. He just, straight he just up left. Took right, his gear off. Dips. Right. Right at halftime in the locker room. <laughs> well, think, Antonio Brown. I, I mean, it's pretty obvious he was on the field and did. He was on the field. This wasn't yeah. during halftime. This was during the game. Like, and I guess Antonio, game. but Antonio Brown didn't retire. Like he thought he was going to get signed by a team and play. Yeah, he uh, was just yeah. doing. He was just doing AB things. Yeah. yeah. And Vontez. Vontez flat out said, "I'm done. Vontez I'm retiring." He just said it right at halftime, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I thought one of you would have gotten it. Well, damn. All right. No worries. I got some more. Your easy question. Who leads the playoffs and blocks per game in the NBA so far? If you if you watch the playoff game, it should this should be. Is it if you've watched this team, you should know. I have a guess. Uh I'll just throw out Sabanis from uh the Kings. Kings, yeah. Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis. All right. Yep. Six, well, six blocks per game. He has uh, I mean, 12 blocks. He had, in yeah, he had seven, I know, and one for sure. Yeah, so that's, that's why I just assumed him. To All be right. Fair. My easy question How many coaches in the NBA history that have won Coach of the Year were unanimous selections? How many? This is an easy question. Yeah, because you think about it, it should be. Well, one. One, in, including this year, one. Final answer. I have no idea. I'll just throw out a none. Zero? The, the answer is one, yes. Mike Brown this year, first coach to win unanimously. That was a rat question. How? I assumed that was easy because, like, I saw it everywhere. Yeah. First unanimous coach. I don't know. Whatever. I got Whatever. it. Right. Well. Yeah. So I don't know why you're freaking mad about it. All right, Brady. What's your medium question? All right. All right. So John Ross. He's an NFL, he was an NFL player. I think he's still signed to the team. But anyways, he ran the fastest forty-yard dash in combine history at a four-point-two-two. Who is the only other athlete in the world to run that? And I'll give you a hint. It isn't an NFL player. Can you ask that one more time? Okay, so John Ross, mm-hmm. he was a receiver drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. He ran the fastest 40-yard dash in combine history at 4.22 seconds, which yep. is insanely blazing fast. Who is the only other athlete in the world to run that? 40-yard dash. And I'll give you a hint. It's not an NFL player. I have my guess. Usain Bolt? Usain Bolt. Yup. Yup. Usain Bolt. And that's only... If it's not Usain Bolt, then... I I was like, if it's not Usain Bolt, then like... Maybe I should have said that one first. But regardless, I mean, that's just to give you an idea on how talented and how fast these players actually are. That is ridiculous. Which is... 4-2-2. Oh, insane. Man. Chris Johnson at the time ran like a 4-2-4. Four, four. Four, yeah. It was just hell, man. Chris Johnson was unbelievable when he would oh, yeah. give him that little pitch toss and yep. just get around the corner and it was oh, like man, he was just gone. Not even touchable. Dude was OP and man. Oh, yeah. Him and AP. Big facts. Alright, is it me? What do you got, Spence? Who leads the playoffs in assists per game and how many? 
one point for each. Question, okay, we don't be, have to name the freaking to the decimal here, do we? I'm gonna give you the hint. It is okay. exactly 0.5, so it's a number point. Oh, exactly. okay, that helps. <clears throat> Leads the playoffs in assists. Three, four games in. Um. Oh man, Drew is... Holiday is he one of them? This is gonna drive me insane. Um, is that your guess, Brady? Yeah, you get to guess a number too. Something and a half. What's the hint? I don't even. I can't so even like give you nine a... and a half or something. I don't know. I'm gonna throw out eleven and a uh, ten. We'll throw out nine, nine and a half number ten. for me. 11. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 10 and a half. For some reason, I feel like it's higher than that, though. And I'm going to go. Oh, this is going to make me so mad when you tell me. <laughs> Oof. No, let's go. Yeah, no, let's go 10 and a half. Fine. That's fine. Let's go with. <laughs> Dinwiddie, oh. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie. No. I don't know. I'm, he was on the a. Answer is, the answer is thirteen and a half. Actually. Okay, I knew it had to be more than ten and a half. And the player is Drew Holiday. Damn, let's go, Drew Holiday. Let's go. Second, Donovan Mitchell, ten and a half. Third was James Harden with ten, but that was before tonight's game, so I don't know if I went up or down, but. I imagine yeah. now he got ejected. Oh, yeah, duh. All right. My medium question. One point each, just like Spinney's was. The last unanimous rookie of the year who was in the NBA, obviously. Who was it and what year? Derrick Rose. Twenty. Wait, what year was Derrick Rose? God damn. I don't remember, actually. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm I'm going to well, say... I'm guessing that's not it, then. I'm going to say Ben Simmons 2017 or 16. I can't remember. I'm going to say 16, Ben Simmons 2016. No, no, it can't be that long. 2017. 2017, Ben Simmons. What's your final guess, Brady? I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it uh, D-Rose? I, I'll go with D-Rose. That's the problem, though. I couldn't even tell you what year, what year was drafted. Well, the answer is your very own. Carl Anthony Towns, 2015-2016 NBA season. Okay. Last unanimous rookie of the year. Before that, it was 2012 Damian Lillard. I should have known, Cat. There was no one in that draft class. No one. Wasn't Joel Embiid? No. It was like Jaheel Orkafor and... Yeah, that's... That's that's weird. I can't even remember. It was terrible, though. Well, Spinny, did you say 2016 or 17? 
I said well, 2015 anyway. I said so 17. Yeah. Okay. Hard question, Brady. All right. Who is the youngest starting Super Bowl quarterback in NFL history? To start in the Super Bowl or to win? To start in the Super Bowl. And I'll give you a hint. The player's retired now. He retired two years ago. Hmm. I have a guess, but me too. All right, let's hear it. Big Ben. Yup, yup. Is Ben Roethlisberger? You should. You shouldn't have said retired two years ago. He I know. Just been retired recently. Ah uh, man, I should. I should. Two years ago, I was like, oh, Big Ben. Yup, yup. I knew. I, I was between Big Ben and Brady. Yup, yup. Oh, Big guess. Ben was. Well. He wasn't even twenty-four years old yet. He was twenty-three. Years and eleven months, so he wasn't even twenty-four years old yet when he started. Sheesh. Crazy. All right, Spin. What scores do we got here, boss? Me and you are tied six to six. Brady's got one. Oh wee! <laughs> <laughs> there are two players tied for the MLB lead in home runs. One of them is Pete Alonzo. Who's the other one? Pete Alonzo. Sure, I have no idea. Um, I couldn't even tell you. Stop me. That's gonna drive me insane. I literally just just read this dude's update on Fantasy App. Can you stop with that? It's, I can't concentrate on what I'm trying to think about here. Okay, 10, 9. Right, no eight, other hints? 7. No AL, NL hints? NL, 5. NL, four, 3. Couldn't tell you. 2, 1. I'm so mad, dude. You're literally, you're literally gonna tell me, and I'm gonna slap. Can you just guess somebody? I'm not gonna get any guesses. No guesses. I, I couldn't even give you a trivia show guess. or what. I'm gonna <laughs> watch TV in our living room. What's going on? Give me a guess. Whatever. I'll just throw out Kyle Schwarber. I know that's not right. I'll go with the same because I don't know who else to even throw out there for a name. Patrick Wisdom. Yes. Chicago Cubs. The other one tied. I just read his freaking most <laughs> recent update this morning on the fancy app, dude. Oh my gosh. That is tough. He's not owned. He's only owned in like 8% of leagues. It's tough. Not even owned in our league right now. Nope. Oh my gosh. <sighs> it's tough. All right. Well, if you don't get, if you don't beat me, Based off my last question, because I babied you guys, I'm giving you one point each here. If you can't even name one of these players, you're not an NFL fan, Spinning. Also, Patrick Wisdom got picked up this morning. Oh, did he? That makes By sense. Warsaw. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. All right. For all the marbles. Seven 
first pick quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl. Seven of them. Name three of them. Eli Manning. No, no, no. Don't don't say anything. Don't give Spinny any ideas. <laughs> once you once you have three, you can tell me. But all right, all right. <laughs> I shouldn't have spoke out loud. Eli wasn't drafted number one because that pick got traded. Okay, so if, if you have if you have three, I have three. just hold them because Spinny, okay. Spinny doesn't have three yet. I have two. I want Spinny to guess first. I have to get three. <laughs> I have to get three to get any points. No, that's what I was saying. You had a point each. Oh. That's what I was saying. If you can't name one, you suck. I just have three. Three. Start naming them. Yeah, we got one or something. All right, here we go. Starting at the fresh number ten. You got till that fifty-seven ten. No, wait, wait till then. All right, right. I'm gonna say Peyton Manning and John Elway. Those for sure, I know. Peyton Manning, John Elway. I'm gonna. Did this guy win a Super Bowl? I don't know if he did. I'm gonna say Drew Bledsoe. I don't know if he won a Super Bowl though. Okay, Brady. Terry Bradshaw, Peyton Manning, and uh, Eli Manning. Ding ding ding. Brady named all. Brady named three correctly. Eli didn't get drafted number one. He they, they traded. Eli him. was the number one pick in the draft, and then he was traded. I thought they trade. I thought. Oh, no yeah. more pick in the draft. They, they traded the pick first, and then someone took them. But like I said, you've still got two points, though, Spinny. It's one point each. Yeah. Your answers. Joe Namath, Terry Bradshaw, Plunkett, Jim Plunkett, right? This is his name, Jim. Yeah. Jim Plunkett, Troy Aikman, John Elway, and both Manning brothers. Mm-hmm. The Troy. Troy Aikman one hurts. Spinny? We got to figure out what's going on with this trivia race. We got to come to a mutually agreed upon decision. Go for it. All right. I don't mean to force gump this, but I got to pay. <laughs> You're the man, Brady. Got you guys. What do you think, know. then? I don't know. They're just staring at me. You got to bring something to the table. Man, I brought something to the table before we started recording. You were just not about it. No, I wasn't. So bring something else. You're I came up with the water idea. So you're you a pansy. I will. Well, I'll tell you what, because I'm at 146 now, dog. Like, I'm going to get this next game, next time we do trivia, dog. I will, like, I don't know. Loser stabs himself what? in the hand with a pencil on camera. <laughs> I don't know. That's You're fine. at 140. I'm at 146. So I just got to beat you 10 to 3 next time. But 10 make, to 3. I'll make sure we have a 12 versus trivia. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's talk about the NBA, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, the NBA playoffs, as we know. 
I don't know that why. the best exit of any guest we've ever had, honestly, by oh, the way. Shout out, Brady, 100%. for literally one of the best exits of all time. We love you. All right, now to the NBA. You know what, man? I don't I can't get this thing up. So we're gonna we're gonna do it this old fashioned way. Oh no. Am I gonna be able are the head Hardy's and Hardware's gonna be able to see this? If you don't normally turn into YouTube, tune in on YouTube. Please turn to YouTube for this episode right now for our audio listeners so you can see the merch. Yeah, we're we're merching y'all. This What's is trippy to look at. Why are you because it's not oh. popping up. Oh, we got them on the on the computer. That's that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. So here's our merch, just because we didn't get this out, obviously, in time for y'all. True. We wanted to merch our picks. So when we're talking about it here, you guys don't think we're a bunch of phonies. Yep. A.K.A. Spinning, not me. So That's the one who see. only teams I see in the finals and included the Warriors. Nice. Okay, so this is where you make no sense. You're acting like these guys aren't the defending champions. You act like they're down 2-0 in the series right now. And you act like missing, I didn't look at the and date, dog. Draymond Green. Look at the date. Game started Saturday at noon, dog. I texted you that before the series even started. I know. I'm saying you're we're wrong. You're wrong about the Warriors. You've been wrong the whole time. They have not been. I know a bad team the whole year. They haven't been good. They don't have a chance. They've never had a chance. That is last for me. You were wrong. That I is trying to say that. I can't I was wait not wrong. when the light the damn beam there was Kings a... beat them in the first round, and then I can say you were wrong the whole time. Oh, weird. Spinny, look like let's look at the screen here, dog. Yeah. Warriors. No, yeah. I did not think they would lose to the Kings, but I picked them to lose in the second round to the Lakers. So did you, I, dog. And I said they have no real chance of winning the championship. And you disagreed. So I'm just I'm just saying. Oh, we so so this says win the championship right here, huh? In the finals. I didn't see I didn't think they had a chance to go into the finals either. Zero chance to go to the finals. Zip. They 100% had a chance to go to the finals. Nope. That's the most Zero actually percent. literally the most ridiculous thing you've ever said on this podcast. I said it before the play I said it a month ago on the pod. You're ridiculous. What do you want man. from me? What do you want from You're me? You're ridiculous sometimes, dog. I, did I not say that, though? You're just ridiculous. Why You're am I ridiculous? ridiculous? Why? Because I'm right? Because I'm the right? Ter- like it? The terminology is zero. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> there's no, like at least. Not come on. Zero percent. They've shown it. See, Dude, 84 in, games, sports. shown it, 0%. Uh, listeners, don't be a sports fan like Spinny. What do you mean you're, don't be a sports fan? You're the worst. Fan. I'm right. You're I'm the worst. Right. No, you're not right. There, Every team has a chance, Spinny. There's no such thing as yeah, 0% chance. Realistic one? There's no such thing as a 0% chance. Yeah, um, what are we playing, semantic game here? They're not going to no, make I'm, it. I said I'm it. Playing the playing the realist game here, dog. Oh, Warriors don't have a chance. It makes no sense. They don't have a chance, and they didn't, and they won't. So, anyways, our pick. Spinny's, Spinny's, Spinny's uh, takes based on zero logical reasoning what whatsoever. What do you mean? They are 1-20 against 
winning teams on the road this year. They can't that that alone, and they're the sixth seed. They were gonna have to win multiple series on the road. They have no chance. None. All right, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. Good. I if they win, please blast us all over everything. No, I'm, I'm talking about the Warriors. I'm just talking about any other time. You're saying a defending champion has a zero. You use the word zero. None. Zero percent chance when they're playing a team who just ended the longest playoff drought in pro sports. Exactly. Four, they have zero, less playoff experience than possibly anyone could ever have. And these guys have four championships. And, exactly. And, and, and they shouldn't be losing zero. to them. And you're saying zero. That's what I'm getting at. What do you mean? They're losing to them right now. I like. Oh, it's almost like five. It's almost like five minutes ago. I said that text message is from before the series, dog. Would I make that oh, statement no. now? Did I make like, that statement? You were now? wrong. Is what I'm saying. You were wrong. No, I'm not. Yes, you were. That statement. Just a statement. That's a general statement, dog. I'm I saying know. in general. We're generally wrong. There's only those teams that I could see in there. I'm not seeing any other team that would make it in there. Did I have faith in them going that far? No. There's a difference. I'm just saying that's all I said was those are the only teams all I right. could see. Musk can play semantics on this pod all he wants, but you know what I mean. Come that's on. That's what that means. No, come on. You can't say that. <laughs> they read the texts. You showed the texts. Exactly. They read the text. Said, and then, like, yeah, it's like I've the, got a the text lawyer sim- in here playing. The text simply said, these are the teams I could see in the finals. The only teams. You should so not I wasn't have gonna... been able to see the Warriors in the finals because they had no chance. That's my point. Which, like I just said, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard it come out of your mouth. <laughs> Hardys and Hardos, please comment on this because this is the dumbest argument because I've never been so right about something in my entire life. <laughs> and bus can't Talk, answer it. We're, we're, no, like, I know for a fact no one will agree with you. Like, that is wrong. Elf. Do you not realize how many Warrior fans there are? Do you not realize that? I'm you not literally saying, said they had I'm zero chance. people will agree I have zero chance. I'm saying people... Oh, yeah, that is what I'm saying, isn't it? That's exactly... Yeah. That's yeah, you're right. I'm not going to win that. Well, Hardys and Harders, you can comment on it anyway, because I forgot we got a bunch of Warriors, like the fanatics. beam. Though. I mean, I'm about it, dog. Right. Don't, don't get, don't get it twisted. Like the beam, I'm about it. Like the damn beam. Yeah, like that no thing Warriors, up. Man. Yeah, I'm just, dude, I'm just arguing. Can, there's too many Kentucky boys on that team for you to not like them anyway. So, what on the Warriors? No, on the Kings. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I thought you were talking about the Warriors. What are you talking about? The Kings. Come on. All right, so we your big we your f- boy Mid Aaron Fox and all. Stop. <laughs> Mid Aaron Fox. This guy Spinny the other day calls me on the phone, makes the claim, man, could De'Aaron Fox be a first team guard this year? Good. Good. It could Mid- be SGA and De'Aaron Fox. Mid Aaron Fox though, huh? SGA and De'Aaron Fox, yeah. I mean, come on, he went to Kentucky, so you know. Sick. No, that's gonna go. Sick. Well, I think we got our fix of the Kings Warriors series. Yeah, we talked about that enough, huh? Uh, well, Lakers, like Let's... Sixers, Nets. We don't need to talk about that's three zero. The Sixers just did that. Well, that's why I was just staying in the West. 
East is yeah. not even worth mentioning. Celtics Hawks is over. And I don't think over with, before it even started. And I don't think without without Tyler Hero, the Heat actually have a chance to beat the Bucks, especially because Giannis is going to be back like one way or the other. He might miss another game or two, but like they got dumped without Giannis. Yeah. I mean, they made 25 threes. So like they were hot. Yeah, that's like, true. Let's be real. That's true. But, but I just think that that series is they the Heat will probably win another game. It'll go to six, but you know. So that only so, leaves Cleveland and New York in the East. Yeah, that was our contention. Did I even have that on the picture? You did pick the Knicks, though. Yeah, but did I even show that picture? No, I don't, I don't think remember, you did. Yeah, so that was our only contention, is right yeah. before that game started, Julius Randle was announced to be playing and starting. I instantly texted Spinney and said, Randle starting, I'm changing my pick to the Knicks. And he stuck with the Cavs. That's our only contention in the entire first round across, across both conferences. I should have picked. I said in that conversation, too, I really want to pick the Kings. but You I did have, say that. I didn't have the guts to do it. <laughs> I so. don't think anybody had the guts to uh, do it. Yeah. Very few believed in the beam. That's for sure. They might literally go up 3-0 tonight. The game just started. I don't think that's going to happen. Where I don't, think, I don't think it is either. But but. The Draymond thing hurts, especially because – their only two forward centers are Green and Looney. That's it. They don't have anybody yeah. else, really, that can play that position. And Wiggins, maybe. 100%. But that's it. 100%. So that's really tough for them. We got a 17-10 to 10 lead to start the game uh, from the Warriors. They're up 17-10 yeah. to 10 start the game. Uh, Sixers pulled out five-point win. So they're up 3-0. That series all but over. Um I mean, Denver, Minnesota's over, right? I was just like, going to jump to that, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I guess, kind of made it interesting after I f- fell asleep last night. But yeah. it's I mean, over. it was great. Ant, Ant was unbelievable. It just, yep. so was Jamal Murray. So those two pretty much cancel each other out. Rudy also had a very good game, but so did Michael Porter. So, like, those things cancel each other out. And then we had Jokic and Kat. Jokic had a good game, but not as good as he has had. Not peak Jokic. And then Cat decided to go four for 14. So, I mean, that that's how it went. That's exactly how it went. And Can't just going down the stretch in the fourth quarter, it was a close game the whole time, but you just knew. You just knew. It just the writing was on the wall. I'm glad I was sleeping during that because I would have been so mad. When the game ended, I would have been like, really? Stayed up for this again. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. tough looks. Um, how about Suns Clippers? This? Yeah, I was gonna say Suns Clippers and Lakers Grizz. These are the interesting ones here. I don't think I Lakers don't know. Grizz I can't. That interesting. Really? After they just wow. beat them without John Morant. But number one, the Grizzlies have a sixty-six percent win percentage in the last. 50 I games. know what their win percentage is. Games. I don't care. Listen don't to care. me. Last 50 you know games is. without John Morant. I know what it is. 66%. With yes. John Morant, 63%. Yes. Obviously, they can't actually make a finals run or win a lot without John Morant. But I'm saying, in a game where you lost game one at home, and you knew this game two was a must win. Because if you lose this game, it's over. You go back to LA for two games, it's over, over. 
and they were the most desperate you can possibly be. The Lakers were a little confident coming off a game where they didn't really seem like they played that hard, and they still won. And the Grizzlies have played 50 games without John Morant in the last how many ever years and are very equipped to win, especially one game without John Morant. And all in the first round series, the road team won game one four times. Heat. Uh, what's the series we were just talking about? Heat. The Knicks beat the Cavs. Knicks. Clippers beat the Suns. Clippers. And uh, Lakers. Lakers. Sorry. All four of those teams lost game two. Because when you lose at home in game one, there's a desperateness in game two that is so crazy because you are going to lose if you lose that game. And it's happened over history and especially this year. You Road teams don't very, very rarely win both games on the road to start the series. So... I don't have any confidence in the, in the Grizzlies actually winning this series. Yeah, no, I that's fair. But now they're going to have confidence, though. They tied the series. They're, I guess I have no idea Josh's status. Possibly getting their best player back. Like they're riding a new wave now, too, though. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but like. I mean, this is a this and is a both games in season. LA. Next two games, LA has home home court again. I just I don't know, man. I don't know, but like, bro, we just watched a game where Anthony Davis had like nine points. Yeah, but it's not like he 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 was shot was off, but it's not like he wasn't engaged. Man had a million blocks, was unbelievable on the defensive end the entire game. Played his tail off. His his touch. I'm not taking any offensive game wasn't any that away, but. I'm not worried about that from Anthony Davis because he still was engaged. He just had a bad game, but he was engaged. And that, I I just, I am not worried about Anthony Davis the rest of the series if he stays engaged like he was in game two. I don't know. I could totally see exactly what happened in game two happening again. I they had half, half their points from LeBron and Rui. That is not a recipe for success. I have zero confidence in any of their guys. D'Lo sucks. He's yeah, terrible. Austin Reeves, I have confidence in him to score 15 to 20 as well. Yeah, that's true. Times yeah. I just think they can put it together. I don't have faith in bag fumbler. Don't have faith in. <laughs> Who's bag fumbler Jay- for the Hardys and Hardos? Dennis Schroeder. If you didn't yeah. know, catch Dennis that reference. Is bag fumbler. Jared Vanderbilt's not a scorer. If AD is being a soft little pansy like he always is. Against the he wasn't a soft little pansy though. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. He just wasn't hitting. That's what I saw. He was going after, going for fouls, not trying to finish. He was being soft. I don't think he was letting the defensive player of the year get in his shit. That's what he was letting happen. Jaron Jackson did outplay him for sure in that game, but I don't think he was being soft. How can you say he's got proof to me? Because he. Spinning, what game you watch, dog? You, you can't play game. like that on defense and be called soft. I don't care how you're playing on offense. First of all, second of all, he was missing his shots. He wasn't playing soft. You you must not have watched him on offense. I got not going for the foul, not trying to be a grown man and finish. Being all nonchalant with the ball is being soft. I, don't, I get he's doing his thing on defense, but I'm not taking away from that. 
All I've been saying is I can envision an offensive performance from the Lakers as a whole like that happening again this series. I can completely envision that because all their role players just suck, dude. Like they no, they don't. I, with what? on, they suck. On from paper, they are good. They do when not. The spotlight suck. is on. No, I disagree. Other than Dilo. So Dennis Dennis Schroeder is a great playoff performer. No, but Malik Beasley, Michael Beasley, Austin Reeves, and Rui, and I'm taking those guys. Malik Malik Beasley. Yeah. Have you seen his shooting splits the last two months? The dude is not good. He has been okay when he's came in. Not as great in game one, but he's – If Rui is your most consistent – Source of offensive production outside of LeBron James. Beasley has taken three. Beasley has taken six shots in the series. So, like, how can you even say? Don't trust him. Don't trust him at all. Come on. What do you mean? You act like this is a guy that's just gone to the finals. LeBron fifty-one percent. Rui sixty-nine percent. AD forty-five percent. Austin Reeves fifty-two percent. Jared Vanderbilt fifty-six percent. Those shooting percentages. Obviously, D'Lo shooting 32%. Schroeder shooting 25%. Don't believe in those guys. Everybody else, I think, can be productive. You literally just mentioned Jared Vanderbilt, who has act, literally probably negative offensive game. He has nine shots, and he's shooting 56%. Nine shots, so he's five for nine. And two five, for nine. Cool. five for cool. nine. Five for nine. Cool. <laughs> How many of those five buckets were off of putbacks or dump downs? Probably all of them, I would guess. All I'm saying is if AD is soft and and lets Jaren bully him on that end of the floor again, that's how they could cause trouble. Otherwise, hey. I'm totally with you because an engaged AD, like you said, is the most dangerous AD. And sure. I agree. It's just so they have four players that or five players that shoot 12 and a half shots or more per game. Everyone else shoots under five shots per game. There are five players that take over 12 and a half shots, Reeves, Russell, Davis, Rui, and LeBron. I believe in four of the five of those guys. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. That's I agree. Lot. All, All right. right. Let's get, it. Let's get to the Clippers? rest, though. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk some Clippers? What? No. That, that one shocked me, man. I did not. Picture them coming out and winning that game. One, two, no Paul George out here. Clippers are just deep. Um, deep. and and the, a lot of Suns, and the Suns are not. And the Suns are they're other than their five starters, like they suck pretty much. Once so they get campaign just, back, you can't even, oh, you be, can't even like that'll campaign be, so will be big you can't even yeah. Yeah, describe it because then they'll at least have a score off the bench, but man. You can't have Chris Paul playing 38, 40, 39 minutes like that. You can't have that. And that's another reason campaign is huge. Because if Chris Paul can play 30 to 32 minutes, he's way, way, way more effective than he's been. Yeah. No, Chris Paul is – yeah, he's just too old. He's good, but he's not – he's not 40 minutes. We have a timeline for campaign. Uh, I don't know. I'm not 100%. I I have no idea about – about his updates. Um, Paul George, though, I don't know. He was kind of moving around, like, during warm-ups. Like, kind of seemed like he was, you know, maybe coming back game four, five, six in that range. I know they said he's 
not likely to come back in this series, but the way he was moving around on the court, I know live game is way different, but he he looked pretty decent. Out Campaign there. out for game three tonight. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, not they're in uh, L.A. now, right? This is game three. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting series for sure. I was surprised. Russ has played well, especially on the defense end. His shot hasn't really been there, but it's been amazing. Well, last on the game he was end. last game he shot fifty six percent. Yeah, I was first more referring to the first, game. And... first game he shot like three for eighteen or something. Yeah, like first time Russ shot over fifty percent in a playoff game in. I don't want to know. DC days probably. Yeah, two thousand twelve. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. And that's what or Nick's Cavs. Last little first round talk. I want to. Really, what I want to yeah. ask you about Rocco, because this makes no sense to me. How is Rocco's not playing? I was reading articles about this. Clipper fans are livid, dude, and it makes no sense. Um, what's his face? Ty Lue has given no real explanation to it. Uh, it's obviously like coming Wolves. from Ballmer. He's on the Wolves like five years ago. What do you Look, mean? dude, his st- he's. Bro, he's been amazingly good for the Clippers this year. His stats are really? ridiculous. Yes. Look him Robert up. Robert Yes. He's shooting like a 40% clip from three. You look at his per 36 stats. They're like a zillion, kajillion times better than Marcus Morris and Nicholas Batum, the two guys playing over him. But come on. You you want he's he's averaging six points per game in 16 minutes he doesn't, per game on the season. He doesn't play. He doesn't get to play. He doesn't, bro. It's it's a thing. Dude, I'm, dude. I'm not, bro. I'm not making this up. This is a. I know you're not making up. this up. I just think Clipper fans are wrong. Batum and Morris are better. Like we've seen Robert no, Covington for the last two years. Yeah, no, they are. they are. Marcus Morris. Yes, hundred percent. This, this is why I really question basketball knowledge, man. I'm not even kidding you. Marcus Morris <laughs> is walking garbage, bro. <laughs> what? Rocco couldn't play any defense. Two years ago, this man is oh not. My God. What? I know he's known for defense, but he he's too slow. Too slow. Have you watched the Clippers this year, man? Have, Have you, watched? you? Yes. Marcus Morris is so bad, Spinny. How can you say he's better? He literally sucks. I don't see anybody roasted more on Twitter than Marcus Morris. Everybody he thinks he's shooting 42%, 42% from the field, 36%. Oh, Kerry did. Sucks. He sucks. And you talking out here, you're literally your doc was always so slow. Marcus Morris and Nicholas Batum, yeah, because they're racehorses, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they get up and down the court, don't they? Like, that's my point. All my point is, is like, you're not playing this vet who's a proven 3 and D successful player, but you're playing these guys who haven't done anything. They're not producing. If they were been producing, that'd be different. These guys are out here sucking. There's a reason Ty Lue's not playing him. I trust Ty Lue. I think he's a good coach. So, good Oh, really? So you so – you, that's what I'm saying. You haven't even – you haven't seen any of his statements. Nothing, dog. You don't even know. Ty Lue? It's – his statements all suggest it's coming from above. What? Why Roko's not playing. Yes. He literally said the words, Roko deserves to be playing. You don't just say that and then not play him, right? Like, that doesn't make That's sense. That's weird. Yeah. 
That's why everyone's like getting spec trying to like figure it out. They're like, why what's Steve Ballmer's deal with Rocco? Oh, this is like a thing thing. Yeah. Oh. Clipper fans are livid, dude. Well, I was just arguing for 10 minutes like an idiot, and you didn't tell me that Ty said that. I started right away with saying this is a real thing, dog. Yeah, but you didn't say Ty Lue <laughs> said it in the press conference. That's a little different, well, no, buddy. He didn't he didn't say Steve's name. He didn't say it's coming from above, but he no, said but he said Rocco should be playing in the Rocco deserves to be playing his exact yes, That that I yeah, that totally that makes it sus, right? Like yeah, it makes it really sus. So that makes no sense to me. No. Knicks Cavs, though. We can yeah. jump there. Um, I mean, let's let's just hear why you said Cavs. Because I, I obviously with you to a point, but I just, more wanna, talent. Put it, I just want to put it on more record. talent. And I don't think I don't know how successful Julius Randle can be against Mobley and Allen. Those yeah, are two guys right. that can play very good defense on them. Jalen Brunson. Is not like a big guard that can really expose Garland or Mitchell on D. Like he can do, he'll be good, but it's not like an unbelievable matchup where you have to double him or do weird stuff like that. Like he, like those guys can do as good as anybody's going to do. I mean, Brunson's going to get his, but yeah. and then you you have two of them on offense versus him, and RJ Barrett has not. It's been different this year for him. I thought he was going to take a step, but he really hasn't. So the Knicks really don't have that third guy. Like, Quickly's okay. Nice little role player off the bench, but he's not Garland. That's for sure. Yeah. And Mitchell's the best player in the series. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with all the statements. I just think the – I think the potential for the isolation to work in the Knicks' favor is there. I liked that. I obviously understand that Mobley is a freak defender and quite possibly the, the best guy you can put on Randall in the league. I mean, there's only a handful of guys that I would like actually fully feel confident guarding yeah. Julius Randall. He's one of them. Um, but I, I just think Julius on a different level this year, man. This is this is not a Julius we're used to seeing. He's he's taking that next kind of step. Not saying I'm not saying he's taking the next I he's if they win this round, definitely lose the next round. I'm not saying anything crazy about Julius in that regard. Yeah. But I, I think this is a matchup he can expose. It's not a team with a ton of playoff experience or anything like that. Not saying he really does either. But just as an established vet who's now taking that jump, he's 28 years old or so, just entering his prime. And then you got Jalen Brunson, who like damn near averaged 30 last year in the playoffs for the Mavs. Like this dude knows how to put up buckets in big moments. And so it's just kind of those jumps that Brunson and Randall both made this year that just when it's crunch time, who do I trust the most to get me a bucket? I just, these two guys are a little more established, but I do agree. Spite is definitely the best player. So that's hundred percent what they got going for. Them. Like it's it. definitely the biggest toss up. Of the first round. Who you got in the East finals? Let's go. Well, it's Bucks Celtics. hundred percent. That's what it's I'm picking. Celtics, yeah. I will not. Well, I don't like the Bucks, so I shouldn't say root for anything else. But like, I'm rooting for the Celtics 100% to at least go that far. Um, from there, I'm picking the Bucks to edge out Celtics this year and advance to the NBA Finals. My Western Conference Finals: Lakers, Suns, and I'm going Suns to edge out the Lakers. Which, to me, doesn't it kind of is backwards. I feel like that I should be picking the Lakers there, but. Um, 
just the combo of D book and, and KD. I think that's just that's just ultimately too much there. So th- those that's my matchup. Sun Bucks. What do you got? I'm gonna go same finals. Lakers, really? Suns, Bucks, Celtics. But I'm picking oh, Lakers. Same but, conference finals. Same conference finals. But I'm going Celtics, Lakers. So we're going opposite. What? Finals. We're gonna get a what? Celtics, Lakers finals. We're gonna get it. I think. I just worry about the Suns' depth. Like, Paul, limited minutes, Booker, Aiton, Torrey Craig, KD. That's it. Torrey Craig's played really good this playoff, so I'm throwing him in there. And then campaign whenever he comes back. Everybody else is terrible. Like, Bismack Biombo. This man. Come on, man. Like, this man. Come on, this man looks like he shouldn't have been on a court in the last three years. Let's be real here. Jake Lawndale and even Josh and Kogi's look terrible. Shamets look terrible. Two points per game on 19 minutes. Basically scored one point in each game. So bad. He's so bad. He used to be good. Like there used to be just, like some hype around him. Yeah. He's it's sucks. just they have five dudes and then once campaign comes back, six dudes and everyone else is almost unplayable. I just worry about that as the playoff depth goes on, especially if you get like 100%. even one or two game absences from random guys, as happens in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not even gonna attempt to argue that because you're 100% right. I have, I don't have confidence in saying this. I don't, the West is just so up for grabs for me. I don't have confidence full confidence in saying any team advancing to the finals. No. I am pretty, pretty damn confident. It's going to be the Bucks or Celtics. Like, like this is almost the most Sixers, confident I've been in Sixers do have a chance as well. Um, I'm expecting playoff Harden and Embiid. That's the thing. At some point. Yeah. Harden. Like, I don't think playoff Embiid's going to happen anymore. I think Embiid's probably not. He's, he's too good. But, yeah. Yeah, you're getting 30 to 35 a game from Embiid, but Harden, he was terrible last game. The first game he was okay, and then he got ejected in game three. So I I don't know yeah. what else we need to say about that for James Harden, but I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the C's over the Lakers because I can't pick the Lakers over the C's. That's just sacrilegious, honestly. So. Uh, yeah, we wait were like gonna... last year when you when you chose the Warriors over the Celtics and switched your yeah, but that's not Celtics and Lakers. That's not Celtics yeah, right. Lakers. Yeah, right. And yeah, I can't pick LeBron to get his fifth ring because then I would have what? to admit he was the goat, and then that would be you already tough. did do that. No, I didn't. Off air. Don't know what you're talking about. Anybody who wants to know a story, just hit me up because this kid admitted it. Because Bustle lied to you. If you want to know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Blatant lying from Bus Classic. Uh, Who do you got? Bucks. 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 It all. I am uh, going to put it on record right now. The Celtics or the Bucks will be the NBA champions this year. That's the only two teams I have faith in winning it all. That ass. That's tough. I don't. That's the the West is like all the West teams are too inconsistent. Um, all the best teams in the NBA are like the true best teams in the NBA are the top three in the East. I feel um, See, this season, this season at least. And, but let's, 
let's be real. If LeBron gets to the finals, it's gonna be LeBron all. show. Yeah. yeah, all bets yeah. are off. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Like LeBron can do whatever he wants for a seven game series. Like if it's a seven game series and he knows it's the last one and he can go balls out every game, like yeah, I I don't and and AD's on his money too with both. I, I just that worries me in the finals, especially against the Celtics, a team LeBron basically has hated and been rivals with his entire career. Just not my favorite thing ever. I mean, I didn't have the Lakers in the in the finals, so I, I don't necessarily have to worry about that with my pick. But I don't know, man. I Bucks Celtics, there's two good on both ends of the court, dude. So efficient on both ends. It's incredible. And yeah, I hate the Bucks, like I said. Also, so. With how many games he's missed, like that's always a toss up. And without him, like it's hard because they don't have a ton of big man depth. Like without him, they're playing Sam Hauser for minutes, and I don't love that. So, what, even, dude? Even though my all—that's your man's. My all star Sam Hauser. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that is literally your man's. Yeah, he can't play any D though. All right, all right before we hop off right? here, Spinny, let's what? shout out our let's shout out our uh, award picks here. Our award picks. So your winners, DPOY, Jaron Jackson, obviously. Clutch award was Tuesday, Darren Fox, stud in the fourth quarter this year, amazing performances. Wednesday, coach Mike Brown, unanimous. First ever, as we said earlier. And uh, today, Malcolm Brogdon, one of Spinney's boys, got sixth man of the year, well-deserved for him. I definitely pre-NBA season. So that'll be on you did. That is a that's going to be on your dubs here coming up in a couple weeks. No doubt about it. Brogdon um, total votes 408, 326 for Emmanuel quickly in second, then Bobby Portis 97. De'Aaron Fox, the clutch award had 460. Second, Jimmy with 104. So he blew out that award. DeRozan with 80, Brunson 77. So not really a Close one there in six man, but other than that, not not close. Decently close one for the DPOY. 56 first place votes to 31 for Lopez. Overall, 391 to 309. So I was a little closer there. Uh, the other three awards, most improved, Rookie of the Year and MVP. To be decided when they're going to be announced sometime later in the playoffs. Um, Lowry, Shy, Brunson, your finalist, most improved. Rookie of the Year, Paolo. Jay Will, Jalen Williams, and Walker Kessler. MVP is obviously the trio from last year, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Uh, I, I'm going to just go on record and say my midseason MVP pick of Jokic. Uh, I know you picked him too. That's going to be wrong. It's going to be Embiid. I'm pretty sure you're with me on that. Yeah. Right? Um, Dark Horse, I, mean, I think I think Jokic is third at this point. I think Giannis has moved up into the second. I think Giannis side. has probably s- snaked some picks away from Jokic. Yeah, uh, okay. it's going to be interesting to see how that that voting turns out for the MVP. I, I'm really interested to see that one. ROI is Paul, obviously, right? Like, yeah, I, I like the, these other two guys had great rookie seasons, but Paul is too good for the start. Close. Yeah. Um, most improved. I'm going to run with Lowry. That was my midseason pick as well. Um, He's kind of got that more stereotypical, most improved route of not really being good, and all of a sudden he's really good. I mean, the dude jumped 10 points per game, 15 yeah. to 25, yeah. plus improved 
plus improved his efficiency too. He went up in field goal percentage and three point percentage and rebounds. Like obviously, Shine Brunson, amazing, well deserved if they win it. Um, but I gotta go, Lowry. What are you, you with me there? Yeah, I think so. All right, just have to throw that on record. So when I'm 100% right, I can look back on this and laugh at Spinny's face. Yeah, we'll just have to go back to the preseason picks to see who was really right. Man, I don't even. Bro, I think I said Luca for MVP. Yeah, I mean, I said Tatum, I'm sure. Uh, hey, man, that looked good at least for a little bit. It yeah. Did. I mean, Luca looked good for a bit, too. That's true. They were That's the fourth true. seed at the trade deadline, yeah. and he's averaging 30-whatever, three, and eight and eight, basically. So, that's crazy. But. Yeah. All right, Ardis Nardos. There it is. We kind of went long on you. We had a ton to talk about tonight. So, it is what it is. And Keep we watching see- the playoffs, y'all. Get ready for yes. the NFL draft next Every week. Time of year. We'll see you next week with the NFL draft special, right? Yes, sir. Mock draft. We got something special this year for it. It'd be fun. Tune in. Thank you. Hug your friends and family. And have a wonderful evening. We love y'all.